Hello, welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore or unravel, I'm not sure which, home cooking in a modern world. I'm Linda and I'm here with my friend Paul. Hello Paul. You're whispering again. Am you've, I? You've got the low I, podcast I don't, voice happening. I don't thing. know. Always tell you, when you're doing your intro, oh, I'm trying to remember what sure. to say. No, because yeah. I haven't yet got it nailed. And we'll now paint I've it up on the wall. Incl- <laughs> <laughs> that would look great. What to say, uh, how I'm going to say it. Because as you know, we don't script and maybe we should start. No. Let's how are you? Oh, right. How are you? It's, been, it's Friday today, so this is Friday. a catch up. Yep. One, Quick one. It won't be the 50 minute like, <laughs> Epic. monologue. But that was good. That's like... Sometimes how you and I end off. Yeah. Anyway, so... Tangents. But I did want to say something about... um, At the end of... We talked about in the last episode, for those who haven't yet listened, small plates and the impact that food can have on setting a tone of a meeting or a meal and and so on. And at the end of all that, you did talk about um, the spice (laughs) mix and using phyllo. Oh, did I? Well, it was, either, okay. it was either recorded or it was yeah. just you and I afterwards. I'm never sure. But we took it home. So you made uh, a sort of a, a samosa spice mix. Well, no, I made samosas. Samosas, and yes. And I had a spice mix. And it. you, But you did it with phyllo pastry rather than the traditional Yeah, I think I talked about using phyllo pastry because I was thinking, well, we don't often do, like I don't probably do enough of that. There's a lot of recipes and... Um, it's quite good, like, and it's a real for me. Filo pastry really highlights how good a combi steam oven can make things crisp, and that's one of the reasons why I thought, oh, maybe I need to do a bit more. So anyway, and it was also off the back of talking to a chef mate of mine that I haven't spoken to in a while, and he, I, I, I don't know how we got onto the conversation, but I said to him, I remember those sort of samosa things you used to do. He's like, yeah. I said, oh, you know, hit me up, give me an idea what was in it. And realistically, like, it was very just base level. It was more base level than the recipes you've recently provided me with. It was just a <laughs> bunch of, oh, yeah, bit of this, bit of that. Um, so, yeah, that's how it sort of led to what it ended up being. Well, um, I'd had that fairly big lunch. It was at the end of a, a long day, and you were just finishing off making them, so they came out of the oven hot. Yeah. And I had one, yeah. and it was hot, like temperature-wise hot. Yeah. And not chilly hot. No, no, like, not chilly hot. Not just temperature-wise hot, and it was fantastic. And I, there was a few leftovers, so I took them home. And Doug and I had them for lunch the next day. Ah, uh, okay. Because I was working from home uh, yesterday, and I must say, even you know, like those few hours overnight in the fridge, back into the combi steam oven on regenerate, just on. A, I think Doug put them on 120. Yeah. Even then, they were still fantastic. And the mix was great. And like a simple well, idea. Pleasant, it, was, it? <laughs> it was a simple idea. And we could have, I could have fought Doug for his. And I know he was looking at my plate because I'm a bit of a slower eater. And I know he was looking at the one I hadn't eaten yet and yeah. thinking, is she going to eat that or not? And that's always like, that was such a simple thing. And mm. yet so effective. And... I would never have thought, and I, I know that you and I have these conversations, and I see a recipe as a process, and because I'm a process person, yeah. I stick to that process. And you're like, no, no, it's always a guide. No, no, and that's the difference. I would never have thought of that. And yet, you know, that mix mm. and the simplicity of it and how easy, like, 
easy it was to eat. It was so great. And I thought, oh, you could even do them in little muffin tins with that phyllo and yeah. make smaller ones for... Well, you, you can know, do whatever you want. Or, yeah. 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 But I had to wait for you to actually change it from the traditional way that I love samosas yeah. to something small. And it was yum. And that mix inside mm. was fantastic, I must say. Yeah. And very easy to make and like a, a few ingredients, but nonetheless, like easy to make, doesn't take long. Um, another proof point that, you know, while a steam oven is good, it's as only as good as the other tools that you have with it, you know. Yes. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, I just thought, well, why not? We'll bash it up and we'll do a, a video, and make it a recipe on the website. That was great. I can't wait yeah. to see that. Yeah, and it's and it's vegetarian. It's not vegan. It's vegetarian, but yeah, could be vegan. Uh, what, what what makes it not vegan? What did you put? Ghee. Oh, okay. And the pastry. I'm not sure that I'm not sure what's in filet pastry. I actually need to find out. I should know. <laughs> I'm assuming there's some butter in filet pastry. Might be oil. I don't know. But you could certainly uh, could you? Yeah, you could certainly change it to be vegan. There's nothing in the mix that isn't vegan. There's coconut cream and oil, but there's no meat product. There's coconut cream? Tiny bit, yeah. Wow, okay. And just the thickest part of the coconut cream. So quite often, this is what I do when I buy coconut cream. Um, I will always try and find, because it's generally in a tin, right? I will always try and find the dustiest, oldest tin. (laughs) No, the reason being is that the coconut cream and the water over time, when the tin sits there and sits there and sits there and sits there, it splits. And so what happens is, is that when you open a tin like that of coconut cream, you just have the solid cream sitting on the top. And quite often that's the bit that I want to use and I don't want it to be in liquid form. So I actually, it was literally the, the cream and all the coconut water had sunk to the bottom, which I didn't want. I didn't want extra liquid. I just wanted the cream, real essence of a coconut cream. And yes, it breaks down when you heat it, but nonetheless, it's not as liquid. So that's why, depending on what I'm buying, I'll always go for the dirtiest, dustiest old tin that I can find because I know it will have split. Generally, you can pick them up and shake them anyway. And if you shake them and you hear nothing, it means it's split because the liquid has got nowhere to move, so you can't hear it moving in the tin. If you pick up a can of coconut cream and you shake it and you hear it moving, it's all mixed. It's still, it hasn't split at all. It's still together. Okay, that leads to a whole lot of questions in my head. Like, anyway. why, why, how do you even know that? How do you know that? And <laughs> why would you just use that sort of amount? Like, are you talking like half a small can? Are you talking? I took two tablespoons of like the solid cream off the top. That's it. For, for that particular recipe. And there was no substitute for that? No, for I wanted the richness of it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how you know these things. <laughs> I just, wow, okay. Yeah. Well, because I, I, I take a uh, can of coconut cream, I give it a good shake, yeah. I pull off the lid and I stick it into my red Thai curry. Yeah. It's probably the only thing I've ever But when you, when you pour it in, it's a liquid, yeah? Yeah, and it's quite, but it is quite thick, but I certainly get rid of all, I, I try yeah. to stir in that thick cream. I, want the opposite, I wanted the opposite for this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
And I didn't want to add too much. I'd already added some liquid. I didn't want to add too much liquid. And I didn't want an overbearing coconut flavour. I wanted the richness okay. from it. So I thought, well, by just adding the, it's not the a cream that sits that I... on top. Okay. Yeah. It's not a product that I, other than for... The well, you don't necessarily cream. have to do it no, like no, this. No, no, but I'm I'm just, just, I don't like, know much about it. I yeah. don't know. I don't know a great deal about it. I but do I know it makes, that... if you add some uh, coconut milk and some condensed milk and some rum, it makes a nice uh, drink. Mm. Well, a bit I... sweet, but nice. Add some eggs and make a caramel and you got a lychee flan. Hello. Yeah. So. There we go. Okay. Well, let's not get into uses of coconut cream. No, no. But I did, but, uh, <coughs> I'm just interested in how you would know that. But the whole, the little sort of, it was the size of a spring roll. Yeah. Little, yeah. little spring roll that you yeah. might get at a yeah. you know, restaurant. But it was just so tasty and easy. Mm. And with that... Uh, uh, cucumber coca- yogurt. Cucumber yogurt, tzatziki yeah. that you made on the side. It wasn't tzatziki. No, not, wasn't it? No. Just cucumber yogurt? Yeah, cucumber, coriander, a little bit of lemon juice. So what's tzatziki? Generally garlic. Oh, okay. <coughs> cucumber, mint. Yogurt. Yogurt. Yeah, Very that's similar. more, I think they call it raita. Oh, do they? Yeah, okay. more Indian. Okay. And just going back to that, I actually, funnily enough, I was watching my favourite... TV chef last night, Rick Stein. Rick Stein, yes. Um, and he was. We love Rick Stein. He was doing his India thing and talking to. Yes. Funny, he was actually in a uh, very high end hotel kitchen, and what they had done in there because obviously you've got a whole bunch of hot, more highly trained chefs that are taught to do this and that and process driven the Linda McGowan mm. version of cooking. Oh, yes. Um, what they had done within this this high-end hotel is actually hire a home cook. And she was the best cook in, in the kitchen. And she was hired there so people could get that taste of home cooking. And she was very much of the bit of this, bit of... And I think if, if you look at the way people cook globally, I think especially mastering something like the vast amount of spices that particularly Indian cuisine or yeah, Indian, Sri Lankan, that sort of belt, Pakistani, you know, the high volume of spices that they use and the deft touch that they have without measurement is like mastery of its own. And that's what makes Mm. India. I was thinking about it last night, sitting there thinking, I very much am drawn and have been for a long time drawn to French cooking and French cuisine and be it modern or classic or bistro or whatever because I like the the technique, right? So the technique side of it appeals to me. And yes, there is a process to it as well, but the technique appeals to me and their thinking behind simplistic ingredients, but the best ingredients. I really, really like that. And so... I was sitting there thinking, and I actually sort of said it to myself in my head, French to me is the home of technique. Although Indian cuisine certainly has its own technique, but as far as technique goes, in cooking technique, I think French, the French probably, in my eyes, is the home of technique. But someone like India is the home of flavour. Like they know, they just know. And having gone there and experienced it myself and eaten the food, 
in Mumbai. Like it is the home of flavour and the, just the deft touch for... You and I would never ever consider putting like three heaped spoons of red chilli powder into a, for want of a better term, but a curry for let's say the two of us, right? That's a lot of chilli. But the way that it's balanced with things like black pepper, turmeric, ginger, garlic, all of these things are brought together with just nonchalant ease that I think that's the brilliance behind that cuisine. Mm. And I don't want to pigeonhole it all because north to south it's very, very different. But the way that they use particularly spice and how good they are with volumes and amounts and matching it to proteins and all different sorts of things that that for me like is yeah, flavor town like. yeah i agree i've seen with rick stein and some of the um, other shows but there was one lady who was making a um something and she had this little uh, like a grinder but in went an enormous amount of garlic and chili and yeah. onion and made a paste i mean the t- you could say the and same I just thing at the time yeah. wow but it didn't look overpowering and i think rick stein said not overpowering at all. Yeah, you could say the same thing about a lot of cuisines. Mm. Um, it's only because yeah. I had Indian on my mind, but but Thai cuisine, using a mortar mm. and pestle and, and crushing bird's eye chilies and shallots and lime leaves and galangal and ginger and garlic and all these super pungent things that go into what is a dish for one or two that you and I, as a sort of European, for want of a better term, Europeans wouldn't even sort of consider that to be palatable just by going, Jesus, am I really adding that much chilli? And you'd probably naturally just sort of pare it back a bit and go, well, maybe not, you know. But the way that it's balanced, the way that it's used with other things that it's going with is that's where I think the <coughs> skill and art in, in cooking is, is is learning from the home cooks. I think home cooks, are, you know, chefs are different, right? They're very, very different kettle of fish I think some of those sort of home cooks like the woman who's working Mm. in this hotel that's the best thing that hotel could do from a business perspective because people want not always but people want home food home cooked food they want the taste like mum used to make now it might be very particular in that region of India that that's worked I'm not saying it's going to work everywhere but it's pretty clever Going off to Is that going to make you have a uh, curry or a make a, a yeah, actually, dish yeah. <laughs> this weekend? I've actually got a lamb shoulder out. So. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But I mean, that's one place I actually like. I had a, as you know, when I was working in India, I had a very difficult time. It was a hell of mm. a trip. Like, very hard working conditions didn't sort of end up you know, what I was sort of told was going to happen before I got there and what actually was expected and what actually ended up happening were three very different things. It was like a, you know, a long year that year and an awkward trip. But nonetheless, like, that is a place that I will absolutely return to just for the food. No oh, wow. Like, I couldn't care less about anything in India other than the food. Oh, we're not... <laughs> Yeah, I'm allowed like not offending anybody here, but no, no just for the food. Well, yeah, and the importance that it plays in the entire culture, yeah. like it's, you know, I know it plays importance in a lot of cultures, but over there, it's some, 
it's you know it's unbelievable but it's only topical because I was just thinking about it. I'll change my mind and say Thai food's the best food in the world next week like who knows no. you know well, it depends actually, on what I'm cooking but I know you do like you know French cooking but and as you said it's a lot of influence for how you cook but you've never really expressed a favourite you know you like elements yeah you don't you don't certainly just lean on one type of cuisine no and I mean my my whole opinion and I suppose it, a lot of it comes down to like um, where you've been what you've experienced I was actually talking um, to my partner the other night and we did that okay what's the best thing you've ever eaten what's the single best or two best things you've ever eaten and the funny thing that we both decided was was that it's not only about what you eat it's about where you are the you know the entire experience of what it is that Mm. makes it as good as it was yeah so yeah i'm yeah i certainly don't have a favorite i have a i had a absolute like light bulb moment eating pizza in in Italy because I never was a big fan of pizza pizza was you know go out after work have a few beers feeling a bit scaly and seedy when you get home (laughs) can't be bothered cooking need something ring up get a pizza like yeah it might be a wood fire pizza but but I have a whole new appreciation since eating pizza in Italy and I sort of I actually sat there and I said to myself okay I get it because I got it, because the dough was that good. And, so, and it was similar with pasta. So the way I cook pasta now since coming back from, since you know my trip to Italy has changed. And I didn't ever go to the best part of the world for pasta or pizza, but I got it. And I was like, oh, okay, right, I got it now. I understand. And I've always made fresh pasta, or I always liked fresh pasta, but it was, it's also not just about that. No. And a lot of it's about where you are, what you do, the experience and all the rest of it. But, you know, I've always liked Indian food. Always, mm. always loved it. And, and like the, the idea behind the, the regionality yep. specifically around Indian food because it is so different. Oh, but, it's a vast country, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of, yeah. Wow, okay. So you're going to make a... Uh... I will probably do a curry, yes, Woo-hoo. this weekend. But you see that again, I mean, the one thing I have learned from, and I, there's not many food programs that I watch, but I do watch Rick Stein. From, and um, the one thing I did learn is curry's not really a, a thing. No, it's, it's a, a It's gravy. an English, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a word that almost Indians made up to give to the English to take back. Hmm. So, yeah. I've heard it expressed as a sort of a, great, more like a gravy you can say this is the sort of great. Well, that's. Source, I mean, yeah. I mean, he himself was asking Indians mm. throughout his travels, "What does the word curry mean to you?" And they just said gravy. Mm. You know, so it's it's this sort of ubiquitous term that has become like how you identify Indian cuisine. It's got nothing to do with it. Yeah. Like it, do, it like doesn't mean anything. So saying I'm making a curry is probably if I find I would find that more offensive than anything else I've ever said on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) well there you are okay but yeah curry got some videos to edit um so we'll get reuse the the the, um rethink the use of phyllo yes oh well maybe maybe not rethink the use of phyllo but if you I think it's gone out of vogue I think it has definitely gone out of vogue I know like a lot of um so sort of Greek, Turkish food yeah. uses phyllo pastry often. I don't think it's out of vogue. 
I, okay. You just haven't bought it for a while. Just because no, you haven't bought it for a know, while doesn't mean it's out the, of vogue. What were the uh, things we used to do in the... Like, remember, I'm 200 years old, so there was a lot of philo back in the 70s. And um, in the same way we used to have, you know, chicken and apricot casseroles and philo pastry with things. And uh, yeah. food, go, you know, styles of food or, or things going in and out of vogue. But I would have thought... Philo, yeah, not as popularly seen, or maybe not used as much. Well, I certainly don't think it's one you'd be attempting to make from scratch at home. No, like I don't know, I don't actually know how it's done. Um, but it's, I think it's a good thing to have. I think it's a very hard thing to keep. Doesn't keep you can't, it doesn't freeze well, um, because it just shatters. Mm. And of course, when you're using it, you need to keep it, keep it not damp, but. You know, quick. You need to move quickly. Yeah, you need yeah. to move quickly, so it can be a little bit awkward. But I, I actually like it, and I like it for those sorts of things, like almost those. Okay, rather than have your traditional spring roll as an example, mm. rather than get spring roll wrappers, go to the same amount of work and effort. Why wouldn't you just use some filet pastry and bake it rather than deep fry it? Yeah. So any any of those sort of almost snacky types. It was so crispy. Yeah. Like were amazing. Super crispy. And it yeah. was only one layer too. So quite often when you're using filler, you use two or three layers and it can become a little bit too pastry heavy. Some, sometimes you need it depending on your filling. So like, um, and I'm going to say this wrong, but spanakopita, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, because the filling's a bit denser and a bit heavier and it's got moisture content from spinach and cheese and all sorts of other stuff you need extra layers but I actually like the fact that it was just a single layer yes it was rolled but it was a single yeah, layer so crispy it was great mm. well thank you for that well I don't know what you think oh, well, we're just, well we're just sort of cooking it's a wrap up for the week yeah. it's been a long week yeah you've done a lot of things this week it does feel like a long week it does and um, treacle tart's coming next week that's going to happen yeah I heard you yes you started to make the breadcrumbs well, I've made the breadcrumbs that's mm-hmm. interrupted by everything else today. So that's as far as I've, I've, I have weighed out some of the ingredients. So they're kind of sitting there and I'm now lacking motivation to finish it off this <laughs> afternoon before the <laughs> end of the day. Afternoon. So I'm not going to do it. I know. Sometimes that's a good thing to note too. If you don't feel like cooking, sometimes you just need to walk away and not do it. Because the end result won't be as good. Go and cook something else. Or go and do something else. Or go and do something else. Come back to it later. Yeah, come back to it later. That's a good hint. There you are. Mm. Thanks. Finish off with a pearl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, enjoy your weekend. And and for everybody uh, out there, happy happy cooking. cooking, Happy cooking and have a great weekend. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe. And for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com.